The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and it is better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Driver, start your engine! Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez. And Cody Zeeb. The only racing things we're talking about this week are what we will cover. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez, And we are in the playoffs, baby. It is playoff uh, NASCAR as we go into the round of 16. And this weekend comes on the heels of a ridiculous race at Daytona, rain delays, all kinds of madness and nonsense that happened in that race. Ah, it just it was a way to get ourselves into the playoffs. We now have the 16th driver that has won, which means Austin Dillon, who won at Daytona last week, is in the playoffs. Ryan Blaney made it by the skin of his teeth, but Cody, brother, the chaos rained down on us as much as the Daytona, Florida weather as well. Uh, so just great to be in the playoffs and, and a great way to get us there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously we already covered in the recap show, but everything we were expecting and even more from Daytona, we knew it was going to be absolute chaos. We've been talking about it for weeks. It was shaping up to work out to, to be that way. It turned out that way. Stuff was constantly changing different drivers in and out all day long the long breaks, the weight, the anticipation all coming home in the 30 to one with Austin Dillon that we hit uh, to, to make it a great gambling day, a great racing day, a lot of storylines, a lot of fun stuff. So man, been a hell of a regular season. Now the playoffs are here. We're going to Darlington, the the track too tough to tame, going to dance with the lady in black. And, uh, it's going to be another good one this week. I think, uh, I mean, at this point, I think we're just going to keep saying it every week because they haven't let us down yet, and I don't think they're going to. The intensity just keeps ramping up from here, uh, and the playoff pressure is here. We're going to start seeing it. Man, I'm excited. I mean, if I were a betting guy, I would bet to say that the rest of the season is going to be absolutely fantastic for as much as we've seen so far. And 
you know, it, it, clearly the news never stops. We, we don't necessarily do a news and notes section of this show, but only because stage one is kind of open, given that we only have the Xfinity and the, uh, and the cup race this weekend, no trucks as well. Look, we got to talk about the fact that uh, the the surprise winner from the Xfinity race last week, we just found out, still keeps his win, but gets an L2 penalty because of a post-race inspection uh, infraction. So <laughs> if you had Clements to win, he still wins, but he still had an infraction that uh, that is going to cost him and his team some uh, some points and some playoff uh, positions as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, and this is something we've seen before. And NASCAR, you know, there's a lot of, well, why didn't the win get taken away? We saw it with Denny Hamlin a couple of weeks ago. It's different. If your car fails post-race inspection, that's when they're going to take the win away. This was not post-race inspection. He passed post-race inspection. Then they put seals and stuff on the engines, transport him to the research and development center, do some further testing there. That's where the flags were raised. There was obviously some illegal stuff going on in the car. At Daytona... Is that really the stuff that, that helped him win? Probably. I mean, it, it probably helped him at the end there, but obviously the chaos is what got him up there. You still got to keep it clean no matter what your motor looks like. Um, so, yeah, the win is not taken away. However, he's not eligible to use that win for the playoffs. So he keeps the win. He keeps the trophy. Keeps the pictures in victory lane. Doesn't get the playoff spot. Loses points. Monetary fine. I don't think they suspended the crew chief, which was kind of odd. General's like a six race suspension for the crew chief. They didn't do that. But uh, so he's he's back out of the playoffs, which means Ryan Sieg, Landon Castle back in the playoffs comfortably again. Still, we got three races left uh, before the Xfinity Series starts their playoffs. So uh, we could see some shaking, shaking and moving still in the last couple of races there. But uh, yeah, definitely big news. I mean, again, when a winner, this car is found illegal after the fact. That's definitely uh, bigger news. But when it's a guy that's 100 to 1 that wins, do you really feel that bad? No, you don't. I mean, no. you know what? It's, you know, these teams got to do what they got to do. It worked out. They got their sponsors in victory lane. They got to celebrate in victory lane. So I, I'm happy for the guy still. Doesn't get to make the playoffs, but it's not like he would have done much in there, anyways. So nah. and I think it's, it's a win overall. Things <laughs> that make you go, hmm. Right. I mean, it's yeah. Yep. The the fact that everybody wrecked out in front of him certainly helped his cause more than whatever that little thing found. And look, yep. it, it, if everything was the same as it was before the wreck, no one would have even known that anything. Oh yeah, was wrong no, with he, he wasn't going to win that race if all those guys don't wreck out. I mean, we we talked about it. There wasn't really a big wreck that took a bunch of people out until lap eighty two. He was nowhere to be found before that. So yeah. it's not like he was just up there dominating, leading a bunch of laps and. And clearly the best car because it was so, so fudged. But yeah, it happens. And, you know, NASCAR is going to gonna penalize you because you, you still have to follow the rules. But I, I think it works out for him. If you had him at the 100 to 1, good for you. Obviously, wasn't quite on our radar. But uh, <laughs> but you keep those tickets. It's not controversial who gets paid out. We don't have to have that argument again. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no, we don't. Thank goodness for that, too. That's, that's, a, that's a debate for a whole different day. Uh, but yes, so... Looking back, Daytona, we did that. Go listen to the recap episode. Still a great way to lead us into the playoffs as we now move to the Darlington Raceway uh, in Darlington, South Carolina. As Cody alluded to, it is the track too tough to tame. It is the lady in black. It's got a million different names as they've been racing here since 1950. 
unbelievable. In uh, September 4th, 1950, the first race, Johnny Mance drove his 50 Plymouth across the finish line to win that. Most recently, Joey Logano took his number 22, probably Pennzoil Ford, across the finish line there in the spring race. Uh, among the other winners, Denny Hamlin, 2021, Martin Truex Jr., uh, who is a retired driver, won in 2021 as well. Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick. We'll get to those in a second. Uh, as far as the Xfinity race goes, uh, they started racing Xfinity races here in 1982. Uh, it's Jeffrey Bodine in his Pontiac winning that one in April. Uh, most recently, Justin Allgaier won this in 2022 in the spring race. Noah Gragson, uh, Allgaier again, and then Brandon Jones in 2020, Chase Briscoe, and Cole Custer rounding out some of the past winners on this track. For Xfinity, this is 147 laps on this 1.366-mile paved track. And then for the big boys, it is 367 laps around this 1.366 uh, for the Cookout Southern 500. This is a lot of history on this track. Cody, a lot of turns, a lot of stuff that can grab you and basically uh, uh, give you a new one. That Darlington Stripe is real. Yeah, it is. And boy, a, a Plymouth and a Pontiac. My, how the times have changed. Huh? <laughs> right. uh, that's that's pretty crazy when you look back at some of those cars that they used to race in NASCAR. Crazy. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. It's kind of that, that D egg-shaped kind of track. You got one and two is a little bit of skinnier turns, three and four wider turns. So even though it's an oval, it is still challenging and different challenges to these drivers. You've got one speed you can go and, and one line you can run in one and two. It's totally different in three and four. So you're constantly changing. And, and something I'm going to be hitting on, not so much in the Xfinity race because it's just a regular race length. And, and these guys are, are used to that. But in the Cup Series we talked about earlier this season, only 400 miles, 400 miles at Darlington is already a lot. This race is 500. It's got that extra 100 miles. And this is going to be a veteran-laden race. My bets are going to lean that way. The guys who've been doing it a long time, there's been a lot of young blood. Actually, a fun stat for you. This is the 19th year of the playoffs for NASCAR between the original chase and now this. The average age in this year's playoffs is 31 years, zero months, and 16 days. That's the youngest field ever in the NASCAR playoffs through the 19 years they've been doing the playoff system. Uh, so pretty crazy, obviously, starting to see a changing of the guard. A lot of these young guns coming in. But this is going to be a veterans race. It's going to be the guys who have the experience, who've been around, that we've seen it do it time and time again. You might have some of these younger guys that look good early. They're going to fall off. They're going to have the mistakes. And that is how my betting and my DFS is going to be almost 100% based on that because we've seen it time and time again. This race in particular, the 500-mile event, is so much more for those guys that can just survive things, that cannot have the problems throughout the day and be there at the end. So I think that's going to be and, – and, I mean, going through my bets, that is probably my main focus for the cup side of things. Xfinity a little bit different um, because it's not the extra long race. It's just a normal length and race. For them, that's usually you know a short, quick race. But the race for the Cup Series is going to be a long night, a lot of racing, which I'm excited for, and, and it's going to be a good time, but uh, definitely something to watch out for there. 
Uh, yeah, and you know you say Young Guns, and every time you say Young Guns, I always think, remember the Gillette Young the Guns? The Gillette Young Guns, Yeah, yep. <laughs> it was Kevin Harvick, it was Jimmy yep. Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman, oh my God, Ryan All Newman. guys, yep. <laughs> Tony Stewart was never a Gillette Young Gun, that's I for don't sure. Think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, this is going to be a, an absolutely fun weekend of racing, obviously, because uh, the, the uh, Xfinity folks are about to wrap up their regular season here pretty soon. And then, of course, NASCAR, the cup guys, are already there. We get to see the truck guys come back next week. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, it is just a, uh, a two-race slate uh, for the, the Xfinity race and for the, um, for the cup guys. So if you're looking for the race, it is going to be for the Xfinity Saturday uh, at 3 o'clock Eastern. It is the Sport Clips Haircuts VFW Help a Hero 200. It can fit every single word into that one. Uh, and then, of course, for the, the cup guys, it is the cookout. Uh, um, oh, what did I, do? I just did that? Southern, I think it's cookout Southern 500. There you go. So cookout Southern 500. Keep, keeping that, that Southern 500 traditional name. That's kind of changed sponsors over the year, but but the over the years. But the Southern 500 part is sticking, and that's great because that's, that's one of those traditional races. Again, NASCAR's been racing here since... I think it was 1950. You said, and the series was formed in 1949. So, it's uh, it's been around for most of most of the time. NASCAR has been around. It most certainly has. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we. Oh, go ahead. One more. You got more. Xfinity race too you. is fairly loaded. Uh, oh yeah. Cup series driver wise, you've got. Let's see. He's going through the list here. Denny Hamlin is going to be in the 18 for Joe Gibbs. Uh, John Hernemacek again is in that 26 car. We'll, we'll get into that. I love when he's in that car. <laughs> um, you've got Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson is going to be in the 17 car. Um, I think, is that all the cup guys? That's all I saw. Or, unless there's yeah. a few so, more. So, I mean, I guess I said loaded, but loaded in the fact that it's Denny Ham and Kyle Larson. <laughs> the two favorites for the cup series race. Chastain too, right? Uh, is Chastain. I See, the entry list is funny because it's got the 88 on here. I think somebody was originally supposed to run that, but I don't think it's running now. I'm not sure. Is Chastain in this race? I thought I saw his name. Maybe I was mistaken. I see. The, yeah, the entry list is kind of funny this week because, again, yeah, the 88's in there is listed on there as to be announced, but I, I believe I saw that they're not actually running that car. I don't know if a sponsorship deal fell through or what the deal was there. But, uh, yeah, it looks like Denny Ham and Kyle Larson are going to be the main ones uh, in this. But – they're going to be factors in this race. They're the two favorites for the Cup Series race. You move them down to Xfinity, and they're going to be factors, which makes it tougher to bet the Xfinity Series when you got these guys in there. Now, I think I think we did were able to find some good ones here, um, for sure that I really like. But uh, it, especially when you're looking at winners, it makes it a lot tougher when you got these guys in the field because. It's hard to bet against those guys coming down into this series. I mean, we talk about it every single time there's cup racers in trucks or Xfinity. It, it, you know, we tell you how to bet this as far as obviously you're going to want to put something on either one of those or both of those because they both stand good chances of winning. But, you know, we'll, and we'll talk about it actually when we get into the Xfinity race. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk Xfinity because uh, just like Cody said, I think we found some good bets regardless of what the outcome is in the actual race and who the actual winner is. So we'll talk about that when we come back for stage two. But before we do, let's talk about win. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? 
Now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100, you're going to get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to play MLB. Plus, the best part about it, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day even where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000, not to mention win. Also, just released their, their first QB with five TD prop bets. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in state. Or play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Once upon a time, I would have about 50 different tabs sprung out across both of my monitors, my laptop. I would grab my neighbor's iPad so I could actually have some more opportunities to open up tabs so I can research my bets, so I could shop for the best lines, so I could find out, well, which team did better against which team in 1925? I had to do all of that across all different browser windows. I don't got to do that anymore. You know why? I found one site that offers every single thing that I need to research bets, to shop for lines, and to give you the best information humanly possible because I found oddstrader.com. What is Odds Trader? Well, it's a place to compare odds from all the different major sports books. Plus, you can compare the different sign-up codes even and promotion codes from sportsbook to get the best deal. You get handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, even projected game day weather. You want to keep track of all of your bets? Do it on Odds Trader. It is that simple to use, folks. Go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. Join me in doing so. Odds Trader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Free roll football contests are here. You enter the college football contest, you got $1,500 up for grabs there for you. You want an NFL contest? That's $5,000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas that is up for grabs. You better beat me and Cody over there because we're about to enter several times over. You want to join us? Go exclusively to our Discord. It is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Cody, if they throw in a two-night stay and we can watch the Las Vegas race as well, uh, I think we're all about that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, sign us up. That free roll contest, too, that stuff is super fun. It's basically like a sports book for you, and you basically get credit tokens or whatever, and you just go in there and you you wager them and try to build the biggest bankroll throughout the year on football. Like, And you're competing against other DGens, and it's not even real money. So if you want to go put the whole budget on the Texans' money line week one, and try to just blow it up right away, you can, and you know, no skin off your back. So uh, you got to get in there. That, that that stuff is super fun. I I love those contests. And again, it's uh, free, like everything else on this network. And uh, it's going to stay that way. So Going to stay that way as long as they continue to pay us to do so. In fact, the only way that it stays free is if we keep giving you good picks. <laughs> and that, folks, is what we aim to do, especially as the Xfinity boys take the track on Saturday night. Let's uh let's load up some bets, Cody. Let's get some people some money. Let's do it. And uh, you know, it looks like right off the bat we're gonna be going uh, head to head again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I man, 
All right, so jump into it. I got Sam Mayer over John Hunter Nemechek, minus 125. Um, I get it that Mayer is one of those younger drivers, more inexperienced, but I'm not as concerned about that in the Xfinity race as I am in the Cup Series race. John Hunter Nemechek, not in that 18 car for Gibbs. He's in that 26 car for Sam Hunt. We've seen it and we've bet against it how many times this year. It's paid off almost every single time. He usually kind of looks good for a little while and then fades. That equipment is just not up to par. It's not the same as the Gibbs cars. And Mayer is in the one car. He's in a JRM car. He's one of their up-and-coming drivers. He's already locked in for next year. He's comfortable in that ride. Yes, he's not one of the better of the JMR drivers, but he's good enough. That's the best team in the garage. He's going to have a good car. I I, re- I can't believe you're going against me on this one, Rod. I really, really like the Mayer side of this one. And, and when I saw this matchup pop up, I'm like, hell yes. This is this is the first one going in the blocks. I, I love this one. I'm going to keep fading Nemechek while he's in that, in that 26 car. I would echo you on that one. I would. But the only thing that stops me is a couple of different things. One, the last time they were at Darlington, John Hunt and Nemechek beat him, beat Mayer by one single position. So I, I like that already, but then you took... Which, which car was he in, do you know? Uh, he was in the 26 car. Okay. All right. So he wasn't even the 18 <laughs> in that point. So he finished fourth at Darlington, uh, and Sam Mayer finished fifth. But you go back to Richmond, and, you know, again, not a not a necessarily short track, but he finished second at Richmond. So he's got two good finishes on tracks that are not traditionally a uh, mile and a half or, or a little bit different than, than what he's on. So... I like that past, obviously not a gigantic history for John Hunter Nemechek on the Xfinity side of things, but again, he turned in two really good finishes in shorter tracks this season and beat Sam Mayer in both cases. So if we're talking season head-to-head, John Hunter's got it in spades. Now, granted, the last three races that he's has been on this track uh, in an Xfinity car, obviously very bad day at Daytona, finished 35th. Michigan 19th and uh, a Road America 18th. So not the best of finishes for John Hunter Nemechek, but Darlington fourth place, Richmond second place. I am going against you, uh, by the way. I, I, we kind of buried that there, but uh, we are on opposite sides of this bet. Uh, and, and the John Hunter Nemechek side plays, pays plus 105 if you jump on that one. I like your argument. It's a good argument. We'll, uh, you know, you're getting plus money too. So that, so that's a bonus. We'll, uh, we'll see how it gets settled on the track, Rod. I know. Well, look, man, and I feel bad because I like the kid. I mean, he's like literally old. I'm old enough to be his dad. So like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to cheer for my son, but you know, unfortunately he's had two out of the, the last four races, some pretty uh, gnarly finishes as well. You know, finished 33rd in, in, in uh, Michigan and 34th in Daytona. So, um, you know, just just kind of a up and down last few races for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I, again, we'll see how this plays out on the track. Damn it. That's how that's how it is. That's how it goes. All right, let's move on to the next one. Austin Hill over Daniel Hemrick. Uh, I don't even have a bunch of stats to throw out for this one. This is just watching them on the track. Austin Hill week in and week out is better than Daniel Hemrick. Hemrick's gotten some decent finishes here and there, but that colleague team overall has not performed well outside of AJ Allmendinger. He, he's kind of been the exception. Hemrick has struggled. We've talked about it. He won the championship last year. Obviously, he switched cars and teams. He's in a different different ride this year. But 
but it's been a relatively disappointing season for him. He had all those second place runs last year, not really been in the conversation almost at all this year for any wins or any great performances. Hill has run good week in and week out for the most part, and they seem to have things figured out in that 21 camp. So I'm going to ride with Austin Hill over Daniel Hemrick at minus 115. You know, and, and it's funny because we did, we talked a lot about uh, Hemrick and being just notoriously not really all that great. I mean, it's not running where he's supposed to be running. I, I don't know if it's a hangover. I don't know if it's whatever it is. But yeah, for Hemrick, it just has been a very forgettable season uh, this season. I'm sure he wants to turn the page. And, and I'm, not, I'm not seeing it getting any better. So I'd take fading Hemrick. And Austin Hill obviously is a good uh, way to do that. But yeah, fading Hemrick at this point is, is the play. And it's been the play, unfortunately, for several weeks for, for him. Um, so I like that play. Uh, I, I liked it when you put it. In fact, I was looking at it too. Um, so I'm glad you put it up there because it didn't make my cut. Um, but what did make my cut was Landon Castle over Sheldon Creed. This one hurt my heart because we obviously know that you know Creed is our favorite Canadian uh, in, in the Xfinity series. And we've won some money on Creed this season. But unfortunately, he's fallen on some hard times uh, lately as well. And when they, run the, when they ran this race in the spring, unfortunately, Creed crashed out, finished 38th. He did start 10th. But Landon Castle actually finished 6th. He had a very good day in the spring. And uh, for Creed, it was the only race that he's ever run in Darlington as an Xfinity driver. So unfortunately, there's not a lot of track history for Creed here uh, as far as him going. And, and the only time he came out, he ran well in qualifying, finished or uh, qualified 10th, but of course got wrecked out. It's Darlington, man. And and one race is not a good learning curve. Uh, but for Landon Castle, he's ran nine races, two top 10 finishes. Uh, and, and really, again, all you're asking him to do is finish one place higher than Creed. He's already done that once already. So I, I like his chances to do it again. And if he does, he'll get you minus 115 uh, to pay out. So Castle over Creed for my uh, second bet in the Xfinity series. Just just to go back on the, the Austin Hill-Daniel Hemrick thing real quick. Ten races in a row, Austin Hill's finished better than Daniel Hemrick. So I, I didn't write down a bunch of stats, but I think that's probably about the only stat you need. That's it. Uh, but to yours, again, this hurts my heart too. I love Creed. I had some hope in him last week. I gave him out 20 to 1. He looked really good, but again, unable to finish the race, gets caught up. Now, some of that super speedway stuff, but we've seen it all season from the summer two team. They've been good. I just made the case for his teammate, Austin Hill, but Austin Hill's team has figured out how to finish races, how to be there at the end. Creed's team just cannot seem to figure it out. And so I think you just have to keep fading him. And Landon Castle has been consistent enough maybe not as good as you'd hope to see it from him from that colleague team we just talked about colleagues struggling a little bit but he's getting the consistent finishes had the good run earlier in the season at new hampshire again i think they were disqualified after that race but uh you know shit happens <laughs> but but again he's been able to finish stuff he's currently <clears throat> so had clements win been able to counter the playoffs castle would be the first car out so He's had a few days to think about not being in the playoffs. Now he's back in the playoffs because Clements was not allowed to use that to the playoffs, but he's the last car on the bubble. So he's going to take shit seriously, and he's going to try and make sure he gets his points, runs a clean race, finishes, doesn't give up points to the cars behind him. And so I think that you're going to get a solid finish. He's a veteran driver. We've seen him in a lot of crappy equipment over the years. 
He's finally getting a chance at some decent rides. He's making the most of it. And so I, I like this one as well and definitely co-sign it with you. Sweet. That means it's going to win. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of bets that are going to win, hit us with your next one. Next up, Denny Hamlin is in this race. And I, you're not going to hear this from me very often. <laughs> I love Denny Hamlin this weekend. I'm going to talk about him now. I'm going to talk about him again in the Cup Series. I love Denny Hamlin this weekend. He's got a really, really good track history here. He's good here every time he comes here. He's going to be in that 18 car for Gibbs. We've seen that car be fast. We've seen it be good. Just last year when it was the, the end of the switch, the 54 and the 18, Hemrick won the championship in that 18, but but that was the 54 team last year. You had all those ringers. They won like 12 races throughout the season with Ty Gibbs, with Denny Hamlin, with Christopher Bell, with all these guys in that car. We've seen a lot, not as quality drivers this year in it, but Trevor Bain's got a couple second place finishes. We've seen guys do good in this car. Denny is good here and a top three at minus 110. You don't even need him to win. You got Kyle Larson in this race. You know, never know what you can get out of Ty Gibbs. Justin Allgaier is absolutely amazing at this track. So even if he doesn't get the win, a top three at only minus 110, I feel like he's going to be one of the three best cars. If he doesn't shoot himself in the foot, he should be up there all day and be able to score a top three finish. So Denny Hamlin top three at minus 110 is my next one. So there's this thing, obviously, in baseball where you go down to the double A or triple A even for rehab starts if you're if you're a, a pitcher or, or a batter or whatever, you need a little extra seasoning. And, and I don't necessarily think that it's a, a big stretch to imagine when these guys go down to these lower series as that same sort of thing. I mean, they're not hurt, obviously. They're not trying to rehab, but they are trying to gain some track information and, and to make that equate to the, to the next level up where they're at. So you put a, a top-level person that, that competes week in and week out against top-level equipment, right? And you put them down in the Xfinity. Not to say that it's it's not top level obviously it's just not the top of the line top right. of the line yes obviously there's a gigantic advantage so you put denny hamlin you put kyle larson you put anybody that competes on there obviously they're going to stand a good chance of, of competing well down there and and like you I, that's what makes it difficult like we talk about to bet these guys because a guy like dennis denny <laughs> you put dennis in the, in the i did put dennis. i know i wrote always, dennis in the document it so. always track it always yeah. Trips me up. He's like Dennis. When you His have name <laughs> is James Allen Dennis Hamlin, just for the record. Yes, it is. It's not Denny is nowhere even in there. James Allen is his first two names. <laughs> then it's Dennis. So whatever. But uh, I love to call him Dennis. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> trips me Usually, up. I if you're new to the show, if you're new to NASCAR betting, I mean, obviously, been big in the news. You know, somebody won a million dollars on betting on NASCAR. Welcome to NASCAR betting. It's yeah. super fun. It's exciting. That's kind of an outlier thing. Don't expect that to happen. Don't make the well, you can't even make those same bets. That that book is not allowing you to parlay top tens anymore. <laughs> <That's>, well, <they laughs> which shouldn't. I thought was pretty funny. Uh, they got their ass handed to them last week. But uh that bet not good for this type of stuff. But we've hit a lot of good bets throughout the season. If you stick with us, you're gonna make some money, you're gonna have a good time. But like you said, the Xfinity series is basically triple A baseball. And these guys are allowed to go down and race a certain amount of races every year. Once the playoffs start, we won't see that anymore. But Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin are the two favorites to win the Cup Series race, the Major League game, on Sunday. And now they're down here racing 
in the Xfinity series, the AAA game. And of course, they're going to be co-favorites to win that as well. But there's a massive advantage there. Barring any issues that they have, they're going to be two of the best cars, if not the two best cars in the field all day. I would expect them to be up there. And only minus 110 for Denny Hamlin to be a top three seems just mispriced to me. I I feel like it should be more. I was really surprised. And I'm not a big top three guy usually, but it's almost unquestionable he's going to be one of the top three cars and he should be up there. And at only minus 110, I think that this is a great bet. Yep, And we are all about trying to find value for you, too. It's not necessarily just finding uh, random bets to place. We're trying to find the most valuable ones for you, which is why I think this one at plus money, uh, uh, Cody gave you a top three. I'm going to give you a top five, and I absolutely adore this bet at plus 150. It's A.J. Allmendinger as a plus uh, top five finisher. Why, you ask, uh, Rod? Well, because the guy has only done this in one, two, three, four of his last five races. He's got 11 top five finishes this season in 23 starts. Just a ridiculous amount of talent out of A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, Points uh, leader this season. I mean, the accolades go on and on and on. I absolutely adore AJ Allmendinger. It's so crazy because he's so gutsy. Guy drives with no power steering. Uh, guy drives with no cool suit. Like he is about the most warriorist of drivers that you can ever drive. In fact, he was a, a Cup Series regular for a while. Now he's an Xfinity Series regular. I don't know that we'll ever see him back up in the uh, in the actual. Well, maybe I don't know. He's proven a lot as a full timer, but yeah, I like him as a top five. In the spring, he just missed it. He started fifth finished eighth uh, here on, on Darlington. But again, loads of talent. He is the points leader for a reason and, and a top five at plus money for AJ. Give it to me. Yeah, it, since you're getting it at plus money, I like it. it. With those two Cup Series guys, it makes it a little tougher because it's going to be more competition up front. But he's proven to be the most uh, consistent driver all season. He's constantly up there in the mix. Even though he doesn't have a ton of oval wins, he's got a lot of road course wins and stuff, but he's still up there every week. He's consistent. He's one of those guys that's not going to have a bunch of issues. And like you just pointed out, even when he has power steering issues on a road course, he just guts his way through it. His cool suit's not working and he's sweating to death in the car. Doesn't matter. He drives his ass off until he collapses getting out of the car. So you've got that with him that you can count on him to just keep it in there, not make mistakes and be there. And a top five at plus money. I like this one as well. I do. Jumping over to winners. I already made my point on Denny Hamlin. He's only plus 350 to win. I don't give out plus 350 winners very often. But he's at a top five in four of his last six Cup Series races here. He is really, really good at this track. I already made my case for him to be a top three car. That top three bet will give you a little cushion if he doesn't cash to be the winner. I think he's going to be up in the mix. So even at plus 350, he's co-favorites there with Kyle Larson. So I think you got to kind of pick one of those guys, roll with them, and then, of course, sprinkle a little bit of a longer shot, which we have in here as well. But but Denny Hamlin, so good at this track, and I, I think that he's going to have a great weekend. Potentially, we could see him sweep this weekend and win both of these races. I would not be surprised at all. Big on Denny Hamlin this weekend. You know that there must be something to back that up if it's coming from me because <laughs> I'm not usually a Denny Hamlin fan, so so trust me on this one. But uh, 
And, and then for my quote-unquote long shot, I didn't go too far on long shots this week in the Xfinity series. I don't think it's going to be somebody that's that far of odds. So I just dipped down a little bit. Justin Allgaier, 7-1. to one. If there were no Cup Series guys in this, he would be my top pick to win this race. He is so good here. This is one of those tracks where he's just good always, no matter what. One here in the spring, snapped his 36 race win streak or something like that. Now he's got three, four wins on the season. He's led the most laps on the season. He's been the most consistent driver, the best driver on oval tracks each and every time the Xfinity Series is out there. We like to, you know, Ty Gibbs does so good. AJ Allmendinger does so good. Noah Gragson does so good on just regular or oval tracks. Allgaier has been the best one this season in one of the best cars in those JRM cars. So if Larson and Hamlin have a little problem or something, he's going to be right there. And he could outduel these guys and beat them as well. I could easily see that happening. So I'm going to take my Hamlin at plus 350 because I think he's he's probably got the best shot to win this. But Allgaier at plus 700 is going to be the guy that I'm going to also take in case it's not Hamlin. I think he can be there, put himself in position late race strategy or something, but but he can outduel them as well because he's that good on this type of track. He's that experienced. And again, we talked about this being a tough track. Obviously, the Sunday race is long. The Saturday race for Xfinity, not as long, but the track itself, there's a thing called the Darlington Stripe because at some point you're going to see all these cars get into the wall and get that Darlington Stripe. This track is just so tough on these drivers mentally. He's almost 40 years old, I think. He's been around a long time. He's a veteran, knows what he's doing. And so I'm going to lean into that experience, lean into his how good he's been here before, and take Allgaier at plus 700 to win the Xfinity Series. So, spoiler alert, that's exactly where I was leaning as well. Uh, so we definitely co-sign on that one. In fact, I... You guys know by now, if you're a longtime listener to the show, Cody and I never talk about our bets beforehand. We never even discuss what we're going to do. The document, the show sheet's up. We, we put our bets in there, and then we, we hash it all out on the show. So as I was putting all of my winners together, I was like, ah, well, okay. I, I guess he's got Al Geyer at plus 700. So do I. Uh, let me just give a little bit of entertainment value for this next pick. And not necessarily even entertainment value because this is another guy that has the opportunity to win this race. Uh, why? Because he's done it before. And that's Noah Gragson. He comes in at plus 800. And Noah Gragson finished second in the spring here. Uh, he won, obviously, in 2021. But he's never finished worse than eighth at Darlington as an Xfinity driver. So he's been in the top 10 every single race that he's been in on this race. We've talked endlessly all season long about this guy's talent and about how obviously he's going to make a good cup driver next season as well full-time. He's already running up there now uh, on, on partial schedules. Granted, look, the last few finishes for Gragson have not been absolutely stellar. 22nd at Daytona after finishing second, but we talked about that in the recap, how that was a lot of bad luck. He did finish fourth and third uh, at Watkins Glen at, at Michigan, top 10 in Indy, one at Pocono, but 38th at Loudoun. So, look, Gragson up and down the last few weeks, but if there's a track where he can get himself right again, and he's already he already runs against cup drivers. Like, again, this is nothing new to him. He runs against the best of the best uh, in, in, those, in those weeks where he runs up there. So he's not scared off by Denny Hamlin or, or uh, Larson, for that matter. So he's there to win this race. He's there to make his playoff bid that much stronger. So uh, Noah Gragson, I'm definitely not counting him out at 
plus 800, the guy that finished second to Algaier uh, at this race in the spring. Yeah, I like this one as well. Again, those junior motorsports cars are the best cars on the track, week in, week out. Him and Algaier, the two drivers in that camp, it's not even close. He's always good everywhere they go. Struggled a little bit here lately, but overall he's been good. Ovals are more his thing. Not scared to go against the Cup guys. Finished fourth in the Cup Series race last week. He's got a full-time ride in the Cup Series next year. So you put him up there against these two Cup Series guys and say, go out, duel him. He wants to prove I'm earning that Cup Series ride. I can go race against Denny Hamlin. I can go race against Kyle Larson. And a road course, yes, but we've seen it earlier in the season where one of these Xfinity regulars and Ty Gibbs did out-duel Kyle Larson Last year's Cup Series champion, road course ace, on the road course, raced him cleanly, passed him, beat him. These guys are beatable, even though they are the Cup Series champion. And, I mean, Kyle Larson's defending Cup Series champion. Denny Hamlin's the greatest driver in NASCAR history to never win a championship. I think at this point, you can easily say that. So, two guys, you know, but they can be beaten, even though we think they probably won't. It's possible, so you've got to sprinkle some of these guys in here. And, you know, if, if you're just new to the show, again, yes, we hit a 30-1 to 1 winner last week. We gave out 50-1 to 1 in the Xfinity Series race. It varies track to track. This is not a track where you're going to want to take as many long shots. Now, when we get to the cup side, I do have a couple guys that are a little bit longer odds. One guy that's pretty, pretty far on the odds, but there's a good reason for that. But, in general, your longer shots most likely aren't going to win at this type of track this weekend there's going to be times for those again we get to talladega down the road we get to some of these other tracks where it's a little more open this is going to be a week where it's going to be the veteran drivers the older guys the guys you've seen get it done so we're not just going to throw out these long shot odds that don't really have a chance for shits and giggles we're here to get to win get you make you money so even though they're only plus seven plus 800 winners these are guys that have a legitimate shot and we think are going to be up there and I don't think it's worth going any farther than these guys on the board. Absolutely concur. And we'll get to the cup race in stage number three when we come back from the break. But before, let's talk about Sleeper. Let's move on to Sleeper. It's the fastest growing fantasy platform today. It's got millions of players. I use it for mine. Cody uses it for his. We actually just wrapped up an auction draft uh, this last weekend. And uh, Cody basically took me to school. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I know there was a lot of action going on in that Sleeper auction draft. But you probably use it for yours as well. It's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry. But now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. So you think Patrick Mahomes is your starting quarterback, and you not only think that you're going to win that fantasy matchup this week, but you're also so confident that Mahomes is going to hit his over 250 passing yard lines. Go ahead and lock that bet in on over-under straight from that screen. And the main reason that I'm super excited about over under on sleeper it's the only app where i can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and more importantly copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to ride it out together so stop whatever you're doing right now download that sleeper app play the new over under game have fun with your friends and of course more importantly 
make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group over at Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100 by using that promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I know you, you are that person that runs your office pools but I also know you. You're that person that stresses because everybody has something to complain about. Everybody's got something to tell you. And all you want to do is just run the pool. But unfortunately, you've got spreadsheets all over the place. You're fielding phone calls and texts from about a million different people every single day. Your wife's threatening to leave you. Look, I get it. I understand. Don't do that anymore. Turn to Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition because it's bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter that much more. Plus, Run Your Pool offers every type of game under the sun. You can play Pick'em. You can play Survivor. You can even do fantasy pools the old school way. Literally is the one-stop shop for all of your sports gaming. They give you customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. Plus, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contests. Hop in there now. Get your spot reserved. If you win, get this. $500 cash prize and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store if you win. You want all that? It's yours. Well, you got to win first. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That is play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. All right, Cody, it is time to turn our attention to the Cookout Southern 500. At the Darlington Raceway, the lady in black is waiting to take a lot of names into the striped wall, Uh, but hopefully we will give you some names that will avoid some of that. I mean, they may not avoid the stripe, but at the very least, hopefully they have cleaner days than they did at Daytona. Well, I don't don't think it's going to be tough to have a cleaner day than Daytona was. (laughs) That's that's a pretty low bar, (laughs) but hey, we've we've seen some pretty crazy stuff this year, so you never know. But, uh, man, no, looking at the the Cup Series side of things, going through the bets, this was one of those weeks where it was hard for me to choose which ones to put on the show because there's so many good ones, a lot of good value stuff on the board this week. I'm really excited for this weekend. I feel like I've got a picture of what this race should look like, who's going to be in it, how it's going to run. I think that's what we're going to see, and that's what I've based stuff on, but I feel confident. A lot of these races we've gone into not really knowing, you know, what what are we going to get this week? What are we going to expect? Haven't seen this car on this track. Now, earlier in the season, we did see, if you look at earlier in the season results, some of these guys that finished up front, it's pretty crazy because it is some of the, the lesser names. Justin Haley got a top five, stuff like that, but again, I think this is where we get the advantage because people are going to look back and they're going to be like, well, look how good these guys did. Look how bad Denny Hamlin did. And, and you look at that, but you don't factor in that extra 100 miles, the race at night. It, there's more to it when it's the quote-unquote Southern 500. It's one of those gem races, one of those races these guys really want. That extra 100 miles makes a lot of difference. It's a huge, huge difference. I think that's how we're going to see it play out. 
I think this is going to favor the guys who have always been good here, always done well here, and the guys who are the veterans who know how to handle this type of race. And, and I think it's a, a week to fade the younger drivers. Well, you've got one of those loaded up right off the bat for us uh, in in your first bet for the uh, Cookout Southern 500. I did, we talked about this on the recap show. I love Kevin Harvick this week, big time. Top 10 over on win bet, you're going to get the best value. He's only minus 125 there. Again, we talked about it. He, he's finished in the top 10 every race here since 2013. It's been 13 races in a row. We talked about this earlier in the season at Phoenix. It had been 17 races in a row. We got a top 10. Again, he got another top 10. It was a top five. Um, this has been, yeah, 13 races in a row. Uh, there was three races in 2020 because this was one of the tracks that was close to North Carolina where they could go to after the COVID stuff as we kind of ramp things back up uh, with NASCAR. But he's got three wins at this track during that those 13 races. 11 of those 13 have finished in the top five even. So you're getting him at top 10. We've already talked about him all season. He's been one of our favorite drivers to bet on even before we thought he could not win because he's been so consistent. He's always in the top five. He's always in the top 10. You can get him to get a top five at plus 225. So I'll toss that out there if you want to take that as well. But minus 125 is where I'm seeing the real good value on him. A top 10, as long as he doesn't have some type of issue or mistake, I don't see any way he's not in the top 10. And so I absolutely really, really love Kevin Harvick this week. I love him every week, really, but even more so this week on a track where he's so freaking good always. Well, and again, one of the most veteran drivers in the field, you throw that extra 100 miles in here, that helps even more. And that's so you you stole my bet, Cody, because I was going to give Harvick top five at two twenty five. Uh, that was right. well, I I got it two twenty, I two hundred. So you got it at a better plus two twenty five. So you oh, found. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, I should, see, this is I hadn't even got. I haven't even looked at Rod's cup bets. I should probably do that as we get into it. I now, mean, maybe that's how much. That's how much we don't really look at each other's bets. As I didn't even. I'm sorry to steal your thunder there. Nah, yes, nah. You made you the can't point. Find it at plus two twenty five. So, two twenty five. Uh, yeah, eleven yeah. of those thirteen. <laughs> top fives so including the spring race where he finished fourth and and that spring race that was before kevin harvick really launched into being kevin harvick again and he started 35th of 36 cars drove all the way up to fourth place so you tell me that kevin harvick and darlington are not good bedmates because that you can't drive up from 35th to fourth and and not because and look in 2020, he drove up from 20th to 3rd, 22nd to 4th in 2018. So he's not a stranger to finishing in the top five, regardless of where he starts. So I am not afraid to bet Kevin Harvick at plus 225 to finish inside the top five. So you can double down on a top 10 bet and a top five bet as well with Kevin Harvick. Because and again, this is early in the week. We're recording this on Tuesday night. If he does qualify bad, those odds are going to get even better for you. And don't be afraid. Double down at that point. Get the better odds because he's going to find his way up there, especially an even longer race. Gives him more time to work his way up there. He always does it. He's going to do it again. Obviously, we we're big on him this week. We love him. Um, so, yeah, love it. And definitely, obviously, I stole your thunder a little <laughs> bit, but uh, I co-sign your top five bet with, uh, with him. All right. What's your next one then? Jumping on to my next bet here, I don't 
understand this one again. We, we've hit this already earlier in the season, and I don't know why the books are doing it this way, but Ford is at plus 330 to win this race. You have Chevy at minus 110. Toyota's at plus 215. Really, there's a little value on doing Toyota as well. But but Ford's at plus 330. Again, why is Ford priced so much more? I understand you've got Hendrick. For some reason, people believe in Kyle Larson this weekend. I'm not one of those people in the Cup Series. But, but yeah, you got Chase Elliott's of the world. You got the Ross Chastain's of the world. Stuff like that. We saw a Ford win here in the spring with Joey Logano. So, again, Joey Logano is one of those veterans who could be up there. Kevin Harvick, we just talked about it. He could win. Ryan Blaney's been knocking on the door all season of getting a win. He somehow miraculously snuck his way into the playoffs. You don't think he's going to get a win during this, these playoffs? I think he's going to get at least one, if not more. He's got a good chance. Austin Cindric is a young guy. I don't know that he can do it, but but there's plenty of guys. You know, if it, this turns into fuel mileage or something crazy, Brad Keselowski's done well here before. I know we've not seen a ton out of that six car, but things could go crazy. Just too much value here. I don't understand why Ford keeps getting disrespected. Toyota's at plus 215. They only have six cars in the field. One of them's not even a full-time guy because Kurt Busch is out with concussion. It's Ty Gibbs in that car again. So I don't, I just don't understand why they keep pricing it this way, but I'm going to keep taking this bet. Even if I didn't necessarily have Ford guys to win the race, there's too much value in it being mispriced at plus 330. The value just screams at me. You have to take this bet because there's enough guys that could win this race. And again, somebody you bet on to win the race gets taken out early, has issues, whatever. This gives you multiple drivers to root for. You're just rooting for that blue oval to get in victory lane at that point. And a plus 330, again, just super, super mispriced. I don't know why they keep giving this to us, but hopefully they keep doing it because I'm going to keep taking it if they do. I, I just I don't understand it. That was another one where I had it written down at first and then opened up the dock and saw that you had it. So... I'm all over that as well. Glad I got in the dock first this week. You Ooh. did. You got in the dock, yeah, because you would have had to come up with some really interesting bets. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. And and really, again, it's Logano, it's Harvick. Those are the two major players in this. Obviously, they both won at this track before. So uh, I really do like that bet because, I, you know, again, I got in the in the dock a little too late to give who I really thought was going to win. Uh, so we'll get there in a second. But yeah, I like your Ford bet to win because I actually do think uh, Ford stands a very good chance of winning this race. Uh, but I will give you one of those Fords uh, over one of the Chevys, and that's uh, Joey Logano over Ross Chastain, minus 105. Look, we've seen, we saw Ross Chastain shine in the beginning of the season, and unfortunately that star is fading. Maybe it's because he's kind of burnt every bridge that he's got going on. Maybe he's starting to feel the pressure of what it's like to be an aggressive driver. I don't know. Uh, but he's definitely started to fade. Whereas Joey Logano's basically gotten stronger over the last several weeks, especially since Indy, where he finished sixth. Michigan, he finished fourth. Richmond, he finished sixth. Watkins Glen, third. Daytona was leading that race, ended up finishing 12th, unfortunately. But again, Ross Chastain basically trending in the wrong direction as well. Uh, where over the last, since Pocono, 32nd at Pocono, 27th at Indy, 24th at Michigan, 18th at Richmond, 21st at Watkins Glen, 33rd 
in Daytona. That's not even to mention uh, what Joey Logano's done on this track alone, where you look back at his last uh, five races, it's sixth place in 2020, third place in 2020, uh, 13th. Uh, in 2021, eighth, and then he won the race here in the spring. So, you know, again, we're, we're talking about a completely different set situation for Ross Chastain on this track, 30th earlier in the spring, and that was during his heyday. Uh, he did finish third in 2021, but 15th, 29th, 28th, 28th. Not a good track history at Darlington, uh, whereas Joey Logano's got a way better opportunity here to finish, and you're getting him at the least juiced. You're getting him a minus 105. So I'll take Logano over Chastain in this race. Yeah, I, I'm i really glad you put this on here because it was hard for me to leave this one off the card because I, I like it so much. It, it was very close to making the cut, so I'm glad you did. This is not even close to me. I mean, you read off his finishes. He has not done well the last six races. He's not finished better than 18th. I mean, he's got a 32nd in there, a 33rd in there. You said it earlier this season. He finished 30th here. Joey Logano won the race. Why is Joey Logano not getting some more love? I don't understand. Chastain is the fifth favorite to win this race at 9-1. to one. No, thank you. I do not understand people who are still on Chastain at this point. I'm very much a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately guy, and he's not done anything. He's looked like shit. He's obviously, I think it's gotten to his head, all of this stuff about everybody hating him. He's walking on pins and needles. He just keeps making mistake after mistake. Now you're going to give him 500 miles on a long night to make all these mistakes. He He's not one of those veteran presences. He's been in NASCAR a long time, but he's still newer to having a good car, having a competitive car. We saw it. We've talked about it with like William Byron, where he was so good at the beginning of the season. Week after week, we saw Ross Chastain pick that up from William Byron. He was one of the better cars. So good. But now he's still getting that love as if he's been running that way, but he's not been running that way. And Joey Logano, one of those seasoned veterans who's been getting better and better as the season goes on. Now we're into the playoffs. He's going to do better. He's going to step up his game. He's going to execute properly. One of those older guys that you like in a race like this, one here earlier in the season. And again, Chastain doesn't have any friends. I don't necessarily think he's going to get dumped or something in this race, but given the opportunity, he's not going to be cut breaks. And if you know somebody gets the chance to punt him, they might. So I'm going to be fading Ross Chastain most likely through the entire playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if he is one of, and we'll touch on playoff stuff here later on, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the drivers eliminated in the first round of the playoffs because of his performance lately. It's not been there. I don't think it's going to suddenly just turn around magically. So very, very out on Chastain, and I absolutely love your bet, Rod. I am happy. All right, hit us with your next one. <laughs> okay, next up, again, just too much value in some of these. Top Chevrolet to finish in the race. Chase Elliott is plus 380. For some reason, Kyle Larson is only plus 310. Tyler Reddick is plus 380. I know you're going to have some love for him in a bit, but I don't see it this weekend with Tyler Reddick. The way that we've not seen him finish races earlier in the season, I know they've gotten better at that, but now you're giving him that extra 100 miles, that extra pressure of the playoffs. A lot of people have him going a long ways, making the Final Four. I don't see that from Tyler Reddick, uh, so so I'm out on that. Chase Elliott, uh, so he's plus 380. Then you got Chastain at plus 450, and then it's 10 to one at Byron, 17 to one at Bowman. It drastically goes off. So so if you're telling me that these four Chevys are going to be the top four 
in Larson, Reddick, Elliott, and Chastain. Give me Elliott all day and all night. He could come out and win this race. He's been very good here before. Uh, that first race back from COVID where Kevin Harvick ended up winning, if you remember, Chase Elliott was leading late in that race, and, or maybe it was Kyle Busch that won, but Kyle Busch dumped him after Elliott had dominated the entire day. Elliott's been good here. He's a veteran driver. He's been the most consistent driver. He's not necessarily had the flashes like we saw with Byron, like we saw with Chastain, although we did have that five, six race streak where he finished on the top two. So I guess you could count that, but he's been consistent all season. He just won the regular season point standings by like 131 points. Not something we've seen since the switch to this format. He has been good week in and week out. Doesn't have to win the race. You could have a couple Fords. You could have a couple Toyotas up there. That's fine. He just has to beat the other Chevys. I am out on Kyle Larson this weekend. Another guy who hasn't done much for me lately. Got that win, I guess. But but Chase Elliott has the championship pedigree. This team knows what they need to do in the championship. They just proved it with a regular season championship. They're going to be on their stuff. And even if he doesn't win, he's one of those guys that's not going to make the mistakes throughout the day. He's going to have himself there to be top toy or top Chevy at plus 380. Just way too much value in this again. It's like they're giving us gifts this week, and I'm going to take them. <laughs> I, hey, listen, unwrap those presents because I guarantee you, I, I don't know. This is, I feel really good. Like I said, about all, I've seen these bets now, all of them, and I just, I feel so good about all of them because there's so much good value. And especially in this next one that I'll give you, uh, as Denny Hamlin, as the winner of Group B, this is at plus 150. Who else is in Group B, you ask me? Well, there's Kyle Busch, there's Ross Chastain, and there's Martin Truex Jr. in this Group B that I have found. Oh, yes. So Denny Hamlin to win over uh, Kyle Busch, whose head has not been in the game as much as it has. And look, I don't even have to go back through track history to make this case. I just got to point to this season. We already talked about how much Ross Chastain has struggled this season and and the last few uh, races in particular. And then, you know, obviously that's that's pretty much a given. Denny Hamlin over Ross Chastain and the rivalry that is Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin. Now, Kyle Busch, obviously we talked about him. His head's just not in the game. Denny Hamlin has been on a mission. And, and really, again, at, toward the end of this season, we're starting to see Denny Hamlin cook a little bit more. So I, I like him over Kyle Busch. And then Martin Truex Jr., I mean, I, again, I don't got to point to any real stats to, for you to know that Denny Hamlin has finished better than Martin Truex Jr. several times over, the, especially the last month, month and a half. Martin Truex Jr. not in the playoffs. Yeah, he's probably got something to prove to come out here in Darlington. Yes, he's won on this track before too. But here's the thing. Denny Hamlin has 20 starts in his career on this track. He has not finished in the top 10 only five of those times. His average finish, 7.8. None of those other drivers in this in this group even come close to touching that. So, you know, I'm telling you right now, I like Denny Hamlin to come out on top of that group. If Martin Truex Jr. had something to prove, why has he waited 26 races and not proved anything? Eh, I know He's how retired. you feel about him. <laughs> I'm out on Martin Truex Jr. We're not going to see shit from him the rest of the season. Fade him all day. I love this bet. I, 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 man, I don't know how I missed this, but fully in on it. I'm going to get more on Hamlin again here later. I already told you I absolutely love him this weekend, and especially over that group of drivers, uh, I'm in on it. So I'll ride with you there again. Uh, jumping to my next one, 
Austin Dillon over Austin Sindrick, uh, two playoff drivers here. This is minus 130, and this to me is Austin Dillon. First of all, he won last week. He's going to be riding off that momentum. Both playoff drivers looking to have good days. Austin Dillon comes to mind when you think of guys that can survive a long day and be there at the end. Every year at the Coke 600, he's one of those guys that is just there at the end of this race, or at the end of that race. It's a long, grueling race. Again, this one, we've seen it from him a lot this season. Kind of just runs around 20th all day. Then all of a sudden, he's 10th at the end of the race. He's 12th at the end of the race. He just survives the day and does well. Now, he's in the playoffs. They're going to get a bump from that. He's going to get extra attention from Chevy. He's going to get extra attention from RCR. Richard Childress, it's his grandson. He wants him to do good in the playoffs, wants him to make a run. And I don't think Austin Dillon necessarily is going to be a champion or anything. But I think he could make it through a couple rounds because he's had a pretty consistent season with some good finishes. And again, you look at uh, a driver that, that survives these long races and can get it done. Um, so it's really the experience thing from me. If you look in the spring, Austin Sindrick finished 18th here. Nothing impressive about that. Uh, Austin Dillon finished second here in 2020 in the 500-mile race. So again, great performance from him. He has five top tens in the last seven races here. So Austin Dillon has proven... He gets a lot of flack, and something that really bothers me about NASCAR fans is this whole golden spoon thing, and these Austin Dillon doesn't deserve it, Ty Gibbs doesn't deserve it. Bullshit. Look at these guys run these cars, and not to mention, that's what NASCAR has been built on. Dale Hart Jr., everybody's favorite hero, a great race car driver, deserved everything he got. Yes, how do you think he got there? His dad was Dale Earnhardt. That's how it works. Dale Earnhardt wouldn't want to see Austin Dillon in the number three car. Dale Earnhardt literally created his own team for his son to race. You don't think he wants to see Richard Childress, one of his best friends, have his grandson in his car? Like, all bullshit, and I hate the narrative, but big on Austin Dillon this weekend. I think he's going to be riding high off that momentum. He's shown he can do really good here. You kind of look at this matchup, and just looking at it from the outside, it's like, Austin Dillon barely squeaked into the playoffs. Cindric's had a pretty decent season for being a rookie, but you break it down. Austin Dillon's been good here. And again, back to that rookie thing, that extra hundred miles is going to come into play. Don't be surprised if Austin Cindric is beating Dillon most of the day and it flips at the end. I, I really like this one. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that Austin Dillon is the favorite in this matchup. Um, just based on how you kind of look at it from, from just thinking of the names, but I love the Austin Dillon side of it. I'll pay the 130. You don't pay the juice when you lose anyways, and I don't think you're going to on this one. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a heated battle right there. I mean, there's a lot of people on Austin Sindrick, obviously, uh, just because of the simple fact that he's a hot rookie. But, yeah, I'll definitely take Austin Dillon on this one as well. I'll co-sign with you. Uh, this next one's going to be a little tough, I guess, to swallow uh, because there's not a lot to back this up. It, it's kind of a gut play, and I'm taking Bubba Wallace inside the top 10 at 270. Uh, and really this only kind of hinges on me from the fact that last the, in the spring when he ran this race, obviously, yes, he did not finish well at all, uh, only because he got caught up in a pretty big wreck, uh, late in the race. And I don't think he really got a chance to show exactly what he had for the rest of that race in that 
he ran 230 total laps inside the top 15. He was right around the top 10. Uh, in the middle of the race, he was in the seventh position. He was as high as third at one point in that race, uh, and he started 17th. So he he actually battled in that race. Now again, you know, Bubba Wallace has not necessarily been putting in the finishes that you want to see over the course of the season, but I just something about these last couple of races to me have me believing that Bubba Wallace, we just have not seen the the absolute best out of him yet. And obviously like we had talked about as far as Denny Hamlin wanting to see him, his team do better. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan was up there in his pit box uh, this last week. He obviously Michael Jordan, by the way, sticking around the entire huh? rain break. And was still, I mean, you know, we probably had a million dollars on Bubba Walls to win that race because <laughs> he's a true D-Gen like we are. But, uh, but yeah, shout out to him for sticking it out. I mean, half the drivers were home by the time that race restarted if they weren't going to be able to re-race. And he was still sitting there on the box watching. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but Bubba finished 11th in Daytona, uh, 13th in Richmond, 2nd in Michigan, 5th in Indy, 5th in, or 8th in Pocono, 3rd in Loudoun. Few good finishes. Obviously, Watkins Glen was not uh, his day. He got 35th, but he's been right around that top 10 for the last month and a half or so. Uh, and, I, and I have a feeling that this is a decent enough shot for him to do it again if he can stay out of a big wreck. So I like the odds at plus 270 for a Bubba Wallace top 10. I, I Actually, I like this one as well. You're getting plus 270, which is great odds. And if you look at some of the recent oval tracks that are more similar to this size, I mean, Richmond to 13th, that's pushing it close on the top 10. Uh, you go back to Pocono, he had the 8th place. New Hampshire, he was 3rd. Even Nashville, he was 12th. Uh, you know, you go back to Kansas, which is more of a, a driver's track where you have to, you're kind of racing against the track, similar to here in Darlington, was 10th that day. And that was when they had a horrible day on pit road and everything. So I really like this one. There's definitely good value here. And he's he's got a chip on his shoulder. He didn't make the playoffs. You know, he had a chance. He, he was looking good for a while, got caught up in that rain accident, and, and it cost him his chance to probably win that race. But he, he's he got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to do good. He's still getting the majority of the focus from that 23-11 team. And we've seen since Kurt Busch has been out, he's been better because I think he's getting more resources than he was before. They want Ty Gibbs to do good, of course, but... Ty Gibbs isn't going to be a 2311. He's going to be a Joe Gibbs racing, probably in that 18 car next season. We already know most of that. So Bubba is the guy for 2311. They've locked him down long term. They want him to be successful. They're putting focus on him. Denny Hamlin, the car owner, has been good on this track. He's probably got some pointers helping him in the simulator this week. So at the plus money you're getting it at, I agree, and I like this one as well. All right. Speaking of Denny Hamlin, <laughs> Denny Hamlin over Kyle Larson, one of my favorite bets on the board this week. Again, co-favorites to win this race. I don't see it from Larson. This is more of the case of what have you done for me lately? Uh, I mean, if you you kind of got to throw out, I'm going to throw out the super speedways. I'm going to throw out the road courses. Larson, obviously, it was out early last week. The Toyotas have sucked on road courses. So if you throw those out and you go back, Richmond, Denny Hamlin, fourth, Kyle Larson, 14th. Michigan, Denny Hamlin won the race. Or no, the, Michigan was, Denny Hamlin was third, Kyle Larson was seventh. You go back to Pocono, Denny Hamlin won the race, was disqualified, but beat him on the track. 
Larson ended up seventh slash fifth after the disqualifications. New Hampshire, Denny Hamlin sixth, Kyle Larson 14th. Nashville on June 26th was the last time Kyle Larson beat Denny Hamlin head-to-head on a non-super speedway oval. I, I mean, I don't get all the love for Kyle Larson. I know what we saw from him last year. I know he's one of the best drivers in the entire world, but have not seen it from him lately. He got the win at the road course. Yes, a little bit of a different story there. He wasn't even a dominant driver on the day. Kind of lucked into it at the end there, pushing Elliott out of the way, ruining our bets. But I, I just am not a Larson believer lately. He's not done that much for me. And if you look at these recent oval races, again, throwing out the road courses and the super speedways, which don't really correlate to this type of track anyways, he's not done it. Hamlin's been better. Beginning of the season, Fade Hamlin worked so well for us. We faded him, we faded him, we faded him. They couldn't figure it out. He's been one of the most, he's been the most penalized driver on pit road. That's the one thing that scares me going into this weekend. And that's the one thing that could hurt him the most is he's been the most penalized driver. But even if he gets penalized early, it's a long race. He's got time to recover. He's going to be good this weekend. I am a full believer in Denny Hamlin fully backing him this weekend. I don't understand the love for Larson. I love this head-to-head. And give me Denny Hamlin over Kyle Larson all day this weekend at minus 110. And again, if only you knew how much it pains Cody to even utter those words. the show the whole season, you know my hate for Denny Hamlin. I, he's just, uh, I like him as an owner too, which bothers me that I like him as an owner. I don't like him as a driver. I can't wait for him to make the final four so we can fade him again because he chokes every time he's anywhere close to a championship. (laughs) But he's going to be good this weekend. And another note too, last year he did not win a regular season race and then the playoffs start and he won the first two races in the playoffs. He knows for whatever reason when that pressure is there, he can do it. He can perform until it gets to that championship race and he just – blows it every freaking time and it's i love watching it. it 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 makes me excited to watch him choke away a championship every single year i love it but this weekend big on denny hamlin i'm all in all the chips to the table denny hamlin over kyle larson i one of my favorite bets on the weekend right here i really really like this one well, I told you because uh, some of my bets were already taken when I got to the board. I had to get creative. So I found you, uh, Kyle Bush, a top five. <clears throat> Again, we, we talk a lot about value and, and making these bets at value. It's not necessarily the best of values for you, but it, I think it still offers some pretty good value at plus 120. It's hard to find top five bets, uh, especially with a guy like Kyle Bush at plus 125. Uh, it didn't happen earlier in the year. Obviously, Kyle Busch finished 33rd in a, in a big wreck. But, you know, Kyle Busch is uh, one of those wily veteran drivers that Cody has continued to talk about. He's got a win on this track as well. Looking back at some of his past finishes here, he'd like to forget the last two. Uh, he finished 33rd, like I said, this spring, 35th before that. But in 2021 in the spring, he finished 3rd. 2020, uh, he finished 7th in that third race of that season second in the second one 26th in the first not bad not a uh, one to write home about but he did start fourth which was inside the fifth um he finished third seventh second going back to 2017 so he's done it a few times already at darlington finishing inside the top five 
Again, Kyle Busch, his head's not been in the game, uh, and I don't know that he's going to end up winning this race. But we saw in Daytona that he managed to keep himself out of harm's way for the most part. And in fact, he did get dinged a couple of times and still managed to find his way to a decent finish. Uh, on the, Well, okay, I say a decent finish, but look, the fact that he even finished a race or the fact he, he that... He was the last car on the lead lap yeah. all the way back in 10th. Yeah, he was a 10th place finish uh, and, and he he was managed to, to keep himself uh, dry over the... And, and you know, the fact of the matter is he probably could have easily maybe packed up and went home too like everybody else, but he, he stuck on the track, was on the lead lap, finished 10th. Uh, so maybe his head hasn't been in the game, but his heart was at least in it to finish Daytona. We we talked about it in the recap show how you know he's actually gave a decent enough interview. He was he was laughing, he was smiling, he was doing a little bit of of the old Kyle Busch type stuff. So I don't know. Maybe now that the playoffs are beginning, maybe that's going to put a little fire underneath him because he knows that he can't necessarily turn himself completely off. He's got new sponsors to try to get. He's got. Uh, a new ride possibly that he's trying to get. So this is the biggest way to say I belong on your team than to go out and have a good uh, solid top five finish at Darlington. Yeah, I could make an argument either way for this one. Uh, I mean, if you look, he hasn't had a top five since June 5th at uh, Worldwide Technologies and Gateway St. Louis, but that's around the time where things were going downhill. All of a sudden, cocky Kyle Busch went out the window you could tell that this deal was not as close as he thought it was. Things were not going well, and his performance really trailed off. But if things are getting better, we talked about it, how he looked better this past weekend. Potentially something is on the horizon. A lot of rumors. Colleague is starting to look more and more like it could be happening. Maybe we end up with uh, Colleague Bush racing or something. I don't know. But uh it's already KBM, right? So he could be calling Bush Motorsports uh, for his truck series team, whatever. So, but but he's got sponsors to impress. Um, you're getting plus odds on him. Again, he's the only multi-year champion in the series right now that's currently active. So you talk about guys that can survive a long race, be there at the end. What better example than the only guy who's won multiple championships that's in the field? Uh, so for top five at plus odds, I like a little bit on that as well. Jumping over to my winners. Uh, I went with three winners again this week because, well, I hit a 30 to one last week. So I think I deserve, I deserve <laughs> to be able to do so, but uh, just, there is some value on the board. We, we talked about, you know, not a ton of value deep in the Xfinity series side. I did go Denny Hamlin to win this race. I am all in on Denny Hamlin. I've already talked about him the entire show, how much I love him. He's only six to one. It's very short odds, but I expect Denny Hamlin to be very, very good this weekend, and I am just going to go all in on that. Kevin Harvick, I gave this out in the betting preview show. 20 to 1, if you can still get that, do so. I know some of the other books that come out with their odds, he's like 14 to 1, so hopefully you listen to the betting recap show. Got that 20 to 1 bet in on him already, but I love Kevin Harvick, 20 to 1. Even down at like 14 to 1, I'll, I I would bet on Kevin Harvick even all the way down to 10 to one. So even if you can't get to 20 to one all the way down to 10 to one, I would still take Kevin Harvick. I really, really like him as well this weekend. We've already beat that into the ground. And then Austin Dillon 50 to one. Why Rod? Why is he 50 to one? I, I get, he's not a super sexy name on a track like this, 
but I made the case for him earlier. He finished second here just two years ago in 2020. He, he's proven he can get it done. He survived these long races. He's won the Coke 600. He's won the Daytona 500. These long races with lots of attrition where you, the driver comes into play. He's been there at the end. He's done it. He could do it again this weekend. It's a long shot for a reason. I don't expect Austin Dillon to win, but if there's some crazy madness, if we get some big wrecks, we've seen everything this year. <laughs> Why would we expect the playoff start and anything to be any different? If chaos ensues, Dylan could put himself in position, fuel mileage race, something like that at the end. He could be good enough to be up front, hold a couple of guys off, and win a race like this. It's a long shot for a reason, but I could see it happening. So got to sprinkle a little on Austin Dillon at 50 to 1. And then uh, it's been a little while since I've done the exactas. Those are obviously tough to hit, but I love two drivers so much this week. I'm going to play it both ways. You can get Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and you can get Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin at plus 5,500, 55 to one for these guys to finish first and second. I'm going to bet both of them, Hamlin, Harvick, Harvick, Hamlin, both ways, 55 to one. I have already told you, obviously throughout this entire show, I think these two guys are going to be the best two guys on the day. If they're going to have the best cars, I think they're going to be there at the end. I could easily see them finishing first and second. You're already betting on both of them to win. Might as well double double them up, throw them in there together in the exactas. 55 to 1, you can't pass up on something like that. So, uh, yeah. What do, what do you got, Rob? <laughs> who's your one? Who's your, Now that my uh, my my long session is over, who's your one winner? Well, I was going to say, Cody Cody gives you his traditional 600 winners, uh, but they all win. Hey, 30 so, to 1 last week. That's what I'm saying. 30 like, to 1 earlier in the season, 25 to 1. I mean, I could rattle them off all day. Yeah. We've hit we, some good ones. So I think, I think the strategy is working. I think so. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go in a different direction because, listen, truth be told, I, I think Harvick is going to win this race. I obviously, I, I truly believe deep down that Harvick is going to win this race. Uh, again, we talked about his long list of, of accomplishments here, including every single one of his top five, top ten finishes. This is the track that Kevin Harvick gets into the next round because really after that, it's it's kind of a crapshoot for him. This is the one solid chance he's got to get there. So if, if I'm picking a winner, it's Kevin Harvick. But... I will also offer uh, another driver to to throw onto that list as well, and that's Tyler Reddick at plus seven. I know that this flies in the face of our our Ford to win bet that we both like so much, um, and 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 a couple other bets. But look, Tyler Reddick along the lines of Austin Dillon to me, he finished second in this race earlier in the year. Uh, but Tyler Reddick has just been sneaky good uh, all all season. He finished second in Daytona, obviously you know, pushed his teammate to the win. He won the Indy Grand Prix, finished seventh at Watkins Glen, finished second at Pocono. Uh, so, you know, he's he's proven Tyler Reddick, especially down this stretch, that he's got the capability to win races. So, I mean, to count him out here is not necessarily uh, a good call. Like I said, given that he finished second here last season. Before that, not all that great, but again, we're, we're counting now the fact that he's in this new car. He's got a little feel for it. So if anybody outside of Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin or Austin Dillon can win this race, I'm comfortable if you want to put something, uh, a partial some sort of unit on Tyler Reddick just in case uh, he does manage to, to best his finish of second from earlier this year. <sighs> I mean, look, I had to dig, okay? You took Kevin Harvick, yeah. and I, I fully think Kevin Harvick's going to win this race, so... 
we'll give you the credit as well if Harvick wins. We're both on him. That's a it's a full full show play on Harvick. Yeah, you jumped the sheet first, so I couldn't. I, I, yeah, I, that was the first thing I think. I'm pretty sure I jumped to the end and wrote that in there before I filled <laughs> anything else out. I wanted to claim that. That's why I claimed it last show too. I know, uh, but uh, yeah, Tyler Reddick not super sexy for me. We'll see. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So there's our bets. There's Playoffs our bets. are here. Playoffs are starting. Should we should we do a little final four uh, predictions? Let's see how close we can get. I we put them in the sheet, man. We might as well give what we got uh, for the final four. We don't have to necessarily uh, hit all the analysis with it, but I mean, definitely uh, a final four little sprinkle would be good. Okay, well, uh, I'll rattle off my final four real quick. I think that Chase Elliott is the most obvious one. He's been so good all season. He's been consistent. He's got a massive points cushion that carries over every single round, almost gives him an entire mulligan each round. He can win at any track, any week, super speedway, road course, small track, big track. He's good at all of them. You you, you can't leave Elliot out. We could leave him out and make it some big hot take, but I, I just don't think you can leave him out. He's going to be in the final four. He's already got a championship, been in the final four a couple of times. I think he's going to do it again. Kevin Harvick. Listen, beginning of the season, I was down on him. I didn't think we'd see him win. We did our show mid-season when we had the off week, and I gave him out, I think, 30-1 to to win the championship. At that point, he wasn't even in the playoffs, but I made the case. I didn't think he was going to win. I was proven wrong twice. Luckily, you were on that. The first one at 25-1 to or whatever it was, uh, and then he won again the second week in a row. He has been one of the most consistent drivers. Again, we've talked about that. We've bet on that a lot this season, despite even not believing in him to win. We've bet on him a lot to get those consistent finishes, those top fives, those top tens, on that again this week. But he's proven he can do it. He's a veteran driver. He's got the momentum. He's probably got the best crew chief in the garage and Rodney Childress. Those guys work so well together. They know each other so well. There's a clear path for Kevin Harvick to get there. He could get the championship. He's one of the he's got 18 top tens in a row at Phoenix. He's good there every time they go there. He's won there a ton. He we talk about the racing gods and how they correct things. He lost out on it two years ago when he won nine races, didn't even make the final four. Do they correct themselves this year? It could be. He's not my pick, but he is, well. He is my pick from earlier in the season at 30 to one. I hope you got that because I would, if he makes it, I'll be rooting for him at those odds. Uh, but I do like him to make the final four Ryan Blaney by the skin of his teeth snuck into the playoffs. If the rain delay had ended the race, wouldn't even be in the playoffs. Wouldn't have a chance to make the final four. He snuck in. I talked about it earlier. He's come so close to winning. I think he could win. You got tracks like Talladega coming up where he's very good. He's been one of the most consistent drivers on the season. He was second in the point standings going into the race last week. He didn't finish second. He dropped, I think, to third or fourth, but had to be consistent all season to get to that point. I think we're going to see that consistency. Doesn't have a ton of playoff points due to the fact that he doesn't have any wins, but I think we could see him make the Final Four be a surprise. I don't know that it's his time for a championship. He's not made a Final Four yet, but I think this could be his first trip to the Final Four this year. And Denny Hamlin, again, I think he's going to win this weekend and probably punch his ticket in the next round already. He's got some decent playoff points already. 
He's a driver that's been to the Final Four year in and year out. Yes, he's going to choke it away when he gets there. It's going to be great to watch it. It's going to be great to fade him and bet the other championship contenders to beat him because I'm going to do it if it happens. But Denny Hamlin is a good enough driver. They've shown speed all year despite the bad finishes earlier in the year. They had good speed. They had uh, good cars week in and week out, even though the results weren't there. But they've figured stuff out. He's shown already how he does it in the playoffs. We just talked about it. He's really good at getting to the Final Four. Once he gets there, not as much. But he is, in my opinion, the greatest driver in NASCAR to never win a championship. For his sake, maybe he'll change that narrative and get one at some point. But I think he does make the Final Four. So Elliott, Harvick, Blaney, Hamlin, Chase Elliott. It's a chalky pick. He's the favorite. But I just, as consistent as he's been, as good as he's been, he runs well at Phoenix. He had he could have won that race earlier in the season. Late race caution and stuff kind of changed it up. Briscoe ends up winning. But Chase Elliott, it's hard to pick against him right now. I'm not going to pick against him. Chase Elliott is my champion in Phoenix in 10 races. Outstanding. I've got a similar looking one, but I differ in uh, one major part. I've got Elliott. Obviously, you talked about him. I got uh, Harvick, who, you know, we talked about him as well. Uh, but I do have Larson in there because, again, it's kind of hard to leave Larson out of it. You saw what he did last season. He won almost half of his races when the playoffs started. So, and, and you know, again, it was 10 races that he won last year. He won five in the playoffs. Now, granted, he's only uh, at the one right now, but, again, that, that powder keg could pop off, and Larson could just go absolutely nuts in the playoffs, and he doesn't have to win yeah. five and that, races. That was the biggest one for me to leave out, and it was tough for me to leave him out because he did it last year because he's done it so good. But I talked about earlier why I've not liked him lately, and, and I'm just I'm going to fade him and think he doesn't make it there. But if he does – He's definitely got a chance to to win back to back championships. Yeah, and and again, just because he could, it basically light his fuse and he could go off at any moment and just make it to the top four. Uh, I have Logano making it as well quietly. I mean, Logano's quiet. He's a stealthy guy. The last few weeks, he's just been hanging around, hanging around. He's won a couple of races already this season, uh, and and I just feel like this is this is one of those things where Logano's going to peek his head out now and start really taking it to everybody because last week we saw it too. Led some laps at Daytona, had the opportunity to try to win that thing. Obviously, got caught up in a lot of the mess that went around him. So it was just a rough day for Logano, but I think he's got a good shot at making it to the final four. Uh, for that. So I've got Harvick, Elliott, Larson, and Logano. I'm going to stick with the guy that I said at the beginning of the season was going to win the whole damn thing, and that's Kevin Harvick. I'm sticking with it because we we laughed at about it a little bit at the beginning of the year when he wasn't running so well, but the joke's on us now because two races in, he's getting a slew of tracks now where he's got nothing but success. Nine wins in Phoenix. The most active cup driver wins in Phoenix. So you can't necessarily count him out, right? So I, I'm definitely all in on Kevin Harvick to win the championship like I was at the very beginning of this uh, of this season. So that's uh, that's my final four and my champion. I like it. I love it. I'm ready. Playoffs are here. It's go time. We we have this has been the greatest season of NASCAR racing we've had that I can ever recall, and I think that it's just going to keep getting better. We're going to have some epic battles. Guys sneaking into the next round of the playoffs, 
each and every round. I think it's going to come down to the end of every race at the end of every cutoff. You're going to have surprise winners that lock themselves in. And again, every three races, we eliminate four drivers. But if you win one of those three races, you're automatically into the next one. So you come out, win this weekend at Darlington, and then you finish dead last the next two weeks. Doesn't matter. You're in the next round of the playoffs. So winning is important. Winning is key. And it's going to be a good playoffs. It's going to be a good time. I'm super excited. I'm feeling really good about this weekend, Rod. This is, I almost hate to say it, knock on wood, one of the most confident weeks I have coming into it. I really think we've painted the picture for how this race is going to go. And I really think that's what we're going to see. I'm excited to see how it folds, how it plays out and unfolds on Sunday. I am too. Thanks for sticking with us. We had a lot to break down. And just like Cody said, this was one of the more confident weeks that we've had. So we just wanted to make sure that we got it all right and got it all right for you as we try to do each and every week. So, uh, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Everything is there. Uh, fantasy football stuff, got NFL stuff out. Obviously we're on the F1 gambling podcast as well. NASCAR gambling podcast. IndyCar articles, all kinds of stuff. So follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. That's right. You can follow me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. That's probably the easiest place to find everything I've got. I got a new link in my bio that takes you to all of what I'm working on, be it the CFL Gambling Podcast, F1, NASCAR, Sportsbook Review stuff. All of it is right there at your fingertips. Just go to my, my Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. Of course, uh, subscribe to the SGPN app. Join the Discord, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in on the NASCAR conversations with us and just have some fun. We've got a fun weekend of racing. The playoffs have begun, baby. Let's win some money. Let's go racing and let it ride.